Mamalode podcast. Mamalode is America's best parenting magazine in print, online, at live events, and now on podcasts. I'm Leland Buck, digital director at Mamalode, and this is the eighth episode of the podcast to be released. We have a great show for you today as we talk to Dave Coban, CEO of Easy Kicks, a startup that promises to make buying and keeping your kids in good, well-fitting shoes a much easier process and also might free parents from those closets full of almost new shoes that no longer fit your child. We'll hear all about the business in just a minute. Easy Kicks is the sponsor of Mamalo.com's December theme, Growing Up. I had the pleasure to speak with Dave via Skype from Easy Kicks offices in Portland, Oregon, earlier this week. Here's that conversation. Welcome to the Mamalode podcast, Dave. Thank you. Thank you, Leland. To start, um, share with us a little bit about Easy Kicks, what it is and what problem it hopes to address for parents. Yeah, so um, it's really where this was born out of was this idea of alleviating the pain of the shopping experience for kids' shoes. Um, and, and so early on, Alex and I, who is a, our chief technology officer, he's got four kids. And, um, and we both got talking about, you know, we're both from the shoe industry and got talking about the pain it is uh, to take to drag those four kids. And he, he was actually telling me a funny story about his daughter, Natalie, who, who's, uh, who's about five years old, where she was taking her pants off in the middle of a sort of the shoe store. And, and, and he was really tearing his hair out about that. And so we kind of started to think about, could we kind of create a service um, for parents where they could order a pair of shoes online, um, but it would be risk-free, you know, because a lot of parents stress about, you know, actually feeling the toe in the front of the foot, making sure it fits properly. So the way we could send out a pair of shoes, um, you know, sort of selected from the Nike and Converse's um, uh, sort of retail service, and um, they would receive the shoes and be able to very quickly uh, find out for the right size um, using our sort of online size kit that they can either download or it actually comes out with the first uh, shoes that they receive. Um, and then assuming they're the right size, they then wear them for as long as the kid wear, you know, grow, you know, is, grow, is right size for them. So you know, they'll be able to swap as soon as they grow out of the shoe or they wear out of it, or even really that they just get bored of the color. They then order a new pair of shoes um, that then gets delivered to them before the old ones. So they've still got the old ones. We always wanted to make sure the kids have a pair of shoes that they can go to school in, climb trees in, do all the adventures that kids do. Um, but the new set gets sent to them. They check out if it's the right size again. And then if they're happy with it, they just we send a prepackaged uh, return envelope. And so we can then the parents can then and the kids can put the shoes back into the box, into the bag. And put that on their doorstep. So we've actually done this really interesting partnership with um, with FedEx and USPS, the postal service, where instead of having to take it to a facility, you can just leave it on the doorstep. And then the next time the postman comes to the door, they'll pick it up. We then get notified that it's been picked up and we then unlock the account. So immediately the parents can go back in and order shoes again. So it's like it's on demand type service. Actually, you know, one of the mums we were talking to early on about it said, Oh, it's a bit like the old Netflix, you know, red envelope sort of model. And it was like, yeah, actually, that's that's pretty close to what it is. And the great thing about being able to get the shoes back is that we were able to then recycle those shoes depending on what state they're in. So if they're worn out, you know, completely, uh, we can recycle them into sport courts. Or if they're not and they're in good condition, we can donate them. And we've got some great donation partners, Good360. We've actually done some stuff with Goodwill as well. Um, to just make sure they don't end up in landfill. That was what mums were telling us was really frustrating for them and, and why they end up with a closet full of old sneakers or in the you know garage full of old sneakers. 
it's like, oh, I keep meaning to take them out to Goodwill because I just don't want to see them end up in landfill. And we totally, having come from the sustainability world before, we totally felt that same same problem as well. So um, this sounds very much like an idea that was born out of being a parent, uh, as well as perhaps being in the shoe business. But um, talk to us a little bit about how your experience as a parent uh, has informed and and um, and instructed you in setting the business up. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, my, my two, just a little, getting a little bit older, my daughter's in the program, she's 12. My son's 14 now and has bigger shoes than I have. But, you know, over the last sort of 10 years of growing up with them and, and with Alex and the, and, some, and the other team members who are all parents, you know, we just really have seen how fast, it, it just blows our minds. It almost feels like you haven't, you've just gone to the store and, and it's like they go, oh, yeah, my toes are, my toes are hurting. And you're so going, how can that be? Didn't we just go five minutes ago? Uh, and when you've got multiple kids, it's just, it's incredible. And, and and actually what was really surprising to us when we first started fishing this idea and talking to other parents that we knew about it, we realized that how much money people are spending on shoes. Like one of the moms we talked to was telling us about this crazy story. She went, she, her, her son's into basketball and went to the store and wanted to get a LeBron, pair of LeBron shoes that is like the hottest basketball shoe for her son. And, and she bought the, the what she thought was the latest one and it turned out it was a LeBron 9 or something. And, and actually, the LeBron 10 was the latest one. And so she spent, you know, over $100 on this pair of shoes. And the kid would not wear them because it wasn't the latest, you know, sort of style. And, and that was another really big thing about, you know, we really resonated with us as parents. Is like, you know, we want to make sure people want, mom, every mom and dad wants to get their kid into a great quality pair of shoes. That's no doubt about it. But they don't want to waste their money. They want to get a good deal, fair deal. Kind of thing, and that was another thing that really resonated for us as parents. Is that even though we're from the shoe industry, you know, shoes are expensive. So we wanted to make sure that we can try and provide a service that you know negates that risk, get rid of that. And so when Alex and I were talking about it, and we pitched the idea to to Nike, Nike were really responsive to it actually, and they they were really kind and, and kind of letting us get access to the to the latest sneakers that they have on their in their warehouses, you know, so we have direct access to be able to, um, you know, put orders in with Nike and so get them at the right price. So we can offer them, you know, so they're, they're as competitive uh, as Nike will offer them in a retail store, but adding in loads of great features in doing that. So all the things that we as parents wanted to see, we wanted to make it really painless on delivery, you know, quick delivery, easy returns. Um, we want to make sure we're responsive from a customer service point of view. Um, we want to make sure that the, the styles that the kids get into are, are the latest styles. And we've gone and gone for it. And what mums was also telling us, and we were saying, is that I, go, I was going on Nike.com, and I was like, oh, my God, there's 300 shoes to choose from. It's ridiculous. So, and we, so, well, maybe we can sort of filter it down to a much smaller group that is easy for kids to choose from without all the pain of mums sort of going, well, you know, which of these 300 pairs of shoes do I kind of want to choose from? So now we have around a selection of about nine different styles. Um, and the response from parents and kids has been, that's perfect. You know, any more than that, it gets out of control. So so it, everything that we've done all the way along, Leland, has been about, you know, us thinking like parents and being like parents and listening to par other parents like us as well. And sustainability was something that, that was um, brought to you by parents. That was something that they felt very strongly about. Yeah, when we were going asking, uh, I don't know, said, oh, you know, do you recycle? And it's really interesting is everybody talks about recycling now, but it's hard. It's hard to do. 
And, and so we actually took a lot of inspiration from and, and from Nike themselves, because Nike's been doing this reuse shoe program for about 20 years. Um, and they, you're allowed, you take um, shoes back, to, if you take shoes back to the store, the Nike, any Nike store, you, you can put them in a reuse shoe bin. And, and so when we said to them, oh, we, we're thinking about this service, which is really making it easy for mums to give us back old worn out shoes. Would you be interested if, could we send them to you and you can recycle them? And they were overjoyed because it's just giving another outlet where we can connect old shoes. And where it gets really exciting for me, I didn't even know a lot about it before and I started talking with them about it. And what's great is that most um, sort of pitches, child play areas and things like that are using things like old car tire rubber. And that's really toxic and not good for kids. Whereas shoes are actually, you know, Nike have had to build them to the standard where you could eat your dinner off them. And, and so when you grind those up and put them into sport pitches, it's really, so if your kid goes on a sport pitch and puts them in their mouth, it's actually totally fine if it's Nike grinding. So we were excited because not only is it good for the environment, it's good for kids. And we're getting more play surfaces out there, which means more kids can go out and stay healthy, stay fit, have fun, this kind of stuff. So it was kind of like sustainability, but not just for the sake of sustainability, but also for the sake of doing doing good for America, yeah, which is, is fantastic. And it's a lot more than just keeping shoes out of landfills. There's a, there's a lot more to that sustainability picture that you guys have seen. To totally, yeah. I mean, you know, that's the other thing is, of course, we went to talk to mums about um, recycling. It's really interesting. The definition of that word is, is, is very broad because mums also talk about, uh, you know, hand-me-downs. As well, and we we actually, and that's one of the things we don't want to get in the way of. We actually think it's wonderful. Hand me downs are absolutely fantastic, and so what we felt was that we we ought to offer that as well. And so Good Three Hundred and Sixty, which is a, a a large sort of um, donation organization based here in the United States, is a really fantastic organization because it it recognised that sending shoe old shoes to Africa, which happens a lot, is actually not a productive thing for the African economy actually. And so they, they do work here in the United States. And so they, all the shoes that we will donate are handed down here in the United States to families that are uh, on a, a lower income families that can't afford. So how fantastic is it to make sure that all Nikes that are still in really good condition can go to those kind of families and they can, those kids can go play sport, do fun things um, as well. So yeah, so it's a, it's a very broad definition of, of sustainability in that way. We live in a world that's increasingly uh, moving away from ownership of certain types of things. I certainly think music, uh, electronic books, uh, movies, we, we, we've gone to this service model and it's a, it's an interesting model. And obviously that's a part of what you're doing. How, how do you see success doing this? Um, and as being something that changes the way that, that we interact with the objects that we rely on shoes, yeah. clothes, it's a great, it's a great, um, you, I mean, you use a brilliant analogy, Ellie, around the CDs. I, I mean, you know, remember those days where we have these big CD collections, you know, all gone. And, and, and it's happening not just in the, where digital services are coming in, but, you know, think about cars now. You know, you've got car to go and, you know, e e even what Ubers are doing, really, do we need to have a car at all? Um, is, is, so you're seeing it in the soft goods industries, like the CDs and books and like that. Hard goods now, it's, it's really getting stuff like power tools. You know, we can go to get our, you know, rent stuff instead of buying it. And we're slowly seeing it in the soft goods industry, you know, Rent the Runway actually have been really interesting. Kind of, we've been having lots of discussions with those guys because they've been going for seven years now, this kind of idea of you can rent 
the catwalk shows, and they've just launched also a subscription service for apparel. So it's happening in our, our industry, but also like in Apple have launched the Apple upgrade program. So on your mobile phones, you don't need to own. And it's so frustrating for us in technology when you think about having to update a phone and you have to go and spend another $300 on that phone. And, and of course, it's all set against the context of massive urbanization in the United States. So over three quarters of the population in America now living in urban areas and, and here in Portland, we're seeing huge densification where you know, apartments are getting smaller, so therefore closets are getting smaller. So I think we see a future where, you know, 50% of our future closets might be virtual. And I mean, you know, it's probably going to be a long time before we be able to stream shoes to you. But who knows? I mean, in the Jetson future, um, it, will, will we have a little 3D printer in our home where, you know, you eventually print our shoes out kind of thing? It would be kind of amazing, actually. Um, but, but in the meantime, why don't we just make it easy for you to just have a pair of shoes when you need it, but when it's worn out, send it back and we send it. So that we just sort of dream about this perfect, um, scenario where you're sort of, you, you no longer have that closet, that garage full of these kind of crazy old sneakers. You know, I'll never forget we visited one mum and, uh, in New Jersey and we went into her, her garage and, and she had all these little, little shoes. And I said, how old are your kids? And she said, oh, the youngest is 12. And I was like, but what are you about these little shoes? She said, I know, I know, I know. I keep thinking I might have another kid. <laughs> and, and it really, you know, it's like, she's like, you're right. I probably need to let go and let him go. But, but that's sort of, that's coming in the future is that the, the, the garage is going to be less big. And also actually mums going, mum, more mums being at work now as well. So they're having less time, you know, so on a Saturday afternoon, do you really want to go and spend it trawling the mall going to the store, finding the kids the shoes they want, and in the end, the store doesn't have them or it's not the price you need, that kind of thing. Whereas you could be in the playground or you could be out, you know, visiting family and friends and having loads of fun. And that's the thing is that time is going to become so precious that, that the things that are boring for us in the future, we want to get rid of. So service, any service that can do that, um, I think is going to be, is going to do great in the future. So finally, talk to us a little bit about working with Momload this month, um, how Momload readers and listeners can learn more about Easy Kicks and give the service a try. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, sh I should just say about how proud we are of, of working with Momload. You know, there was a great connection that we started building a, a couple of months ago, both because we're both sort of the startups really doing amazing, we think both doing amazing things for parents around, uh, around the United States. And how the sort of sim similar sort of values and philosophies that we kind of share around helping mums, you know, about love of children and, and making sure that kids can go out and do them the best thing, fun things that they can need to do in their lives and grow up, which is why we kind of picked our theme right around growing up, because it really seems to sink across. You know, we really care about watching those kids kind of grow up and shoes are almost like this sort of the, the gateway to those adventures that kids kind of have. So we wanted to make sure that every Mamelode um, parent can get a chance to try the service out. So we, we've got a 30% discount offer, um, especially for Mamelode readers, where the, for the first three months they can you know, try the service out, give it a go. You know, if it doesn't work for them, no problem. It's super easy to cancel anytime. Um, but I, with the feedback we've been getting from mums who have joined the service is, is fantastic. And one of the things that has been a real special thing about what we've been doing is because we know the name of the kids, we're able to put the kids' name on, a, on the packages that go out. 
And so it really feels like something special for the kids, you know, and, and normally when you're buying off Amazon or whatever, it comes to you, the parent, and then you unwrap it and the kid gets the whatever it might be for them. But this one is like it's for them. You know, so mum can feel really proud about getting them involved in the service. They get they get to own the shoes and the and the, sur- the sur- club, the service, um, and feel really proud about, you know, sending old shoes back, not only because they've grown out of them and really worn them out, but also because they're, they're going to go to a good, have a good second life in, a, in that kind of way. So we really encourage Mamalo's users, get out there and give it a try. Well, it's been great talking to you, Dave. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to talking to you again soon, hearing more about Easy Kicks. Thanks, Leland. I'd like to thank Dave Coban for coming onto the podcast and talking with us. If you'd like details about the 30% discount for Mamalode readers and listeners, or to find links to Easy Kicks, the Good 360 program, or the Nike Grind Shoe Recycling program, please visit the show notes page for this episode on mamalode.com. You can find it by going to the podcast category on the main menu and looking for episode number eight. We've also posted information on the show notes page about how you can now submit audio readings to us for future episodes, a new and interesting way to be a Mamalode contributor. If you're listening to the Mamalode podcast for the first time, please know you can find us and subscribe to the show in iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. And you can find show notes for each episode on Mamalode.com. Please feel free to rate and review us on your preferred platform and share us with your friends. If you're enjoying Mamalode, be sure to subscribe to our awesome weekly email where you'll get the best of what we do everywhere in one short and convenient weekly message. For all of us here at Mamalode, I'm Leland Buck. Thanks for listening.